write down everything I feel like What I don't really ever wanna feel like Anything at all Anything at all You call me when you're sipping You only came for weekends I hope I was wrong I hope I was wrong And what they say about me Maybe too true What's up Kylie? Hey Jen How are you? Oh you know just surviving. It's there's a heat wave right now in California. Oh my gosh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. How is it going? Are you like are the fires visible? Like are you experiencing anything crazy or no? So there's it's definitely smokier and there is definitely like a haze. I, I mean, I haven't been affected personally, so I'm really grateful. I live in Santa Monica, so I live right very close to the beach so I live very far kind of from all that stuff is happening but it is really hot and no places in California no places not in all of California but especially where I live right on the coast because the ocean keeps it very cool there's like no AC in any of the apartments oh my gosh I know so I'm like sweating damn I think the worst thing with roommates is when you're trying to when people have different temperature gauges jen and i had an extreme case yeah we did our first apartment was so shitty and for people who don't know rent in chicago if you can get an apartment for like 900 a month that's really cheap that's ours was less than that ours was like 675 per person right or like 725 something ridiculous something and it was in like lincoln park lakeview east which is an expensive neighborhood I'm I'm not kidding. I'm convinced that we had one of the least expensive rents in the entire neighborhood. Oh, that's for how sure. It was. But it was such a great first apartment because it was cheap and it was so ratchet that like anything else after that, like you're always going to just like move up, you know? Exactly. And it was fun. Like some people still are like, oh, I really miss uh, your like first apartment. I'm like, you miss that thing? We also did not try to make it cute at all. Like there were literally tapestries on every wall. Nothing matched. The furniture was so ugly. Like it was heinous. It was so ugly. My room was attached to the alley. (laughs) Like there was a door in my room that just went to the alley. Yeah. And I remember, (laughs) oh my God. And there was, and there was such a big gap. So during the Chicago winters, cold air would leak through. Meanwhile, my room had no ventilation to the outside, which is legally required in Chicago in order to be considered a bedroom. You need to either have a vent that goes directly outside or a window. I had no windows, no windows in my bedroom. Yeah. And it got so fucking hot. It was like a sauna. So me and Jen in the Chicago winters, I am like, turn off the heat. Like I can't, I'm fucking dying. Meanwhile, Jennifer is freezing to death in her room. Um, oh yeah, no, God. it was awful. But oh. I like like being cold, so it'd be like 40 degrees in my room, and I was like, hmm, another blanket, another sweatshirt, and I'm like, okay. Oh, you, God, good times. I think that mm-hmm. living in shitty apartments is important. It and fun. I think it's very important to build fucking character. It builds character. also just makes you appreciate, like, the other mm-hmm. things. It makes you appreciate your roommate's company, too. And I also so, became, like, a borderline alcoholic that year, I feel like. What? Why would you say dude, that? Dude, when you and Lisa would leave, Kylie and our other roommate, Lisa, were consultants, so they would leave Monday through Thursday. Me and Elizabeth would, I kid you not, have some type of reason every single day to drink. Whether it was a good day, we'd be like, it's time to celebrate. Bad day. We're like, uh-oh. If one of us wanted to, like, I don't even fucking know, like, go get a tattoo, we'd be like okay, it's time to go drink. We'd go to Jake's like twice a week, the dive bar near us. Then we'd like drink at home. We were just like constantly drinking wine and beer, but it was so fun. Don't regret it. No, 
no regrets. Yeah. So it's okay. Wait, okay. So any other updates in your life, Kylie? Not really. Yeah. Same, same stuff going on with <laughs> the guy I'm seeing. Yeah, you know. your love life is like pretty consistent with last week. Pretty consistent. You know what? I was actually thinking about this, what I was going to say for updates. So I was, I was talking him to him the other day and not, you know, when you talk about something with someone and you're kind of like planning things, but it's not like an official plan. You just kind of yeah. like talk about doing something. Yeah. So he was talking about going to Joshua Tree in a, I don't know, like in November or something like that. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, like we should go, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how other people take this, but whenever people, like whenever I talk about these things with people, I think it's like fun to think about. And I'm like, yeah, like let's do it. Unless it's like officially like a trip and you like booked your flight and you like book things and like actually officially plan things. Like I never take any of these things seriously, but I think it's kind of like fun to think about. I'm like, oh yeah, like let's go to Joshua Tree together. Let's do this. Let's do that. So do you remember the director that I was talking to? Yeah. So when he was like breaking up with me or whatever it was, oh, I said, this is what I said. I said, oh, I'm sorry if I put too much pressure on you. Cause he was like, oh, I like, don't think I'm ready for a relationship. So I said, oh, I'm sorry if I put too much pressure. Meanwhile, he was the one who was like sending me presents and like FaceTime. Yeah. What the fuck? And even when I said those words, I didn't feel sorry because he was the one who was pushing everything along. And he, and then, you know what he said to me? He was like, yeah, you know what? You kind of did put a lot of pressure on things, talking about things because do you know what I said, Jennifer, I was talking about my favorite book that I sent uh-huh. after he sent me his favorite book. Yep. It's all about European art and well, it's actually world art, but a lot of it is European art. And I'm like, Oh, I yeah. really like, I really want to go to, like, Italy with you and, like, do X, Y, and Z. Was this an actual, like, plan? Was this actually, like, too, this was, like, too much? This was too overwhelming because I'm, like, oh, I want to go to Italy with you one day, which is not, could not even be for, like, anyway. Like, it's not even a feasible plan for years. Like, it's not like I was, like, okay, let's book a trip to Italy, like, right now. I feel like that was not moving too fast. And it's not like I was asking you to sign a fucking blood oath to come with me to Italy. Yeah, what? I don't know. He was like, you know, you like kind of did like push it a little bit. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, you're the one that like sent me champagne when literally all we had done was match on Hinge and like. My God, I forgot about that. Yeah. He sent me champagne on my birthday. But you know what? That does go to show like if a guy cares, he will put forth the effort. Yeah. And if a guy doesn't care, he'll be a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So consistent. Love life, right? <laughs> yeah yeah no things are good with uh the hockey player hockey player we love that yeah yeah. oh we're going on a double date with him and his friend and his friends whatever she is is he is that a girlfriend or is this also like a special friend that's not a girlfriend but like it is it is a special friend but his friend has decided to net like he never wants to get married or anything like that so his friend is very has told this girl like i never plan on getting married i'd never want to settle down so that's kind of the definition you know what again power to the honesty yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, if you don't want to be in a relation, a committed long-term relationship or marriage or something, you definitely need to tell your partner. Right, totally. So, I agree. But I really like this guy. He's, That's good. Friend, That's exciting. His friend. And I'm excited to meet his special friend. We'll call it special friend. So exciting. My updates. So I feel like I always am the downer, but I am not going to be the downer this week, Kylie. I'm so excited. I'm feeling good in terms of, like, Okay, this isn't about boys, but just in terms of, like, finances, like, I'm feeling really grateful this week just because I've realized 
how many people have lost their jobs during COVID. Like it is crazy. The amount of people that are unemployed right now is absurd. Isn't it like 30% or something like that? It is. The unemployment rate is something insane. So the fact that I just have like a source of income coming in and then I, my side business is also like booming. I can't even keep up with my art shit, you know? Um, and then, yeah, Kylie, I didn't really tell you, but I've been, well, I kind of told you, but I've been like reaching out to like people to advertise with us and like our ad rates, like, let's say we got like three per episode. Like we could make like a couple hundred dollars per episode if we really got advertisers to like advertise with us. Like I did all the price calculations and everything. So hopefully we can get that going. Wow. I know. But anyways, so I'm just feeling like pretty grateful finance wise, just at least have a job and like be employed right now and have like my side business that's doing well, obviously. And then also since I'm living at home temporarily, when I'm deciding like, like where I want to move to, I'm saving so much fucking money. It's like amazing. And then since we can't do anything during COVID, it's like saving money. Amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. So I'm feeling like good about that at least like I've just been like in a better mood because like Kylie knows like sometimes I get a little bit like my industry isn't necessarily like you know the money-making industry now I'm feeling a little bit better so that's good and then oh just to let you know the unemployment rate in the United States right now is 10 percent but this is okay actually and it the highest recorded unemployment rate in all of U.S. history occurred in april 2020 at 14.2 percent damn i think you know what the unemployment rate though in california is 30 something percent yeah i could see that i also helped move my sister into college this week so that was kind of sad university of illinois is taking coronavirus very seriously i think they actually might be the top rated school for like their precautions going on right now really and how how is that so everybody on campus everybody living on campus slash like students are required to get a coronavirus test twice a week. I believe three to four days apart twice a week. And then what you do is you get like some type of confirmation that you got your test done and you have to log it into an app. And if you don't do it, then like you get disenrolled in classes or unenrolled, whatever it's called. Yeah. No one can see my face right now, but my jaw is on the floor. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's really good. Yeah. So I heard that they're like the top rated school for like precautions and stuff which is really impressive um what if they run out of coronavirus tests though so they're doing i know right i they're doing the spit test i know that it's not the nose swab i also heard it's disgusting like when i was moving my sister and some people were talking about it and they said you literally sit there and you spit into this little tube for like fucking five minutes until the tube is full of your spit they said people were like gagging trying not to throw up because it's so gross and then everyone around you is doing it too okay okay i we both went to college okay you spend any time in a frat house you see what goes on there and yeah people are gagging over spitting in a tube please but apparently okay? it's gross apparently it's like really gross for some reason fine i'm sure and then they go to these frat parties yeah right and are doing god knows what okay i know so yeah that's interesting um and then my love life hmm what's going on yeah any updates pretty much you know my one ex that everybody was obsessed with who screwed me over is just still under fire we're not even giving him any attention oh wait but i saw him i ran into him wait no you didn't tell me this i didn't t- what no no you didn't tell me when was this i went to shivani's apartment and then i had to go to a happy hour in west loop and i went outside and i see him walking 
past Shivani's apartment. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, so I didn't oh my know. God. At, I can't believe I didn't tell you this. At first, I like hid around the corner a little bit, and then I was like, you know what? No, never mind. So then I like walked up to him and I kind of tapped him. Um, and he tried to give me a hug, and I backed off because guess what? He and his friends were on a party bus the day before with fucking like 50 people and a bunch of strangers a party bus like no masks like sharing alcohol all that stuff gross oh my god yeah and um basically i just like told him that i was still very mad at him and i didn't want to talk to him and that like i just felt very disrespected by the whole situation we never really got into it but basically i had another lying ex shocker alert who like this was like shocking information so yeah i don't i don't really have an update on it but i did brought into him so that was weird oh my god how i know you, how are you feeling um, it was, like, I got, I got a little upset, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, that is upsetting. Yeah, I was a little bit upset. Um, and then, I don't know, I've been, like, on Hinge, I've been, like, trying to talk to more boys, which is good. Um, and then I'm feeling, like, more positive about it, I think, just because, like, I do know for sure I'm gonna move within the next few months, so, like, I'm excited to meet other potential men in those cities, but, like, like I've talked about in Chicago, like, it's not really if I like someone, I want a relationship with them. So there's not really a good point trying really, really hard to find somebody in Chicago right now for freaking two to three months. Oh, I mean, I was exactly in that position totally. for seven or eight months. Totally. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Basically since I broke up with my ex and then I couldn't really date in LA, even though I was on dating apps in LA and I did talk to people. If you can't meet up in person, it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. So I'm feeling like a little bit better about it. Just knowing that you know, I'm just chilling right now. I'm good. Like, I'm doing my side businesses. I'm, like, Yeah, chilling. and you know what? Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, honestly just taking a little bit of time anyway. And then right. once you get to those cities, then you can just, like, start – actually start pursuing people. Yeah. Um, have you narrowed it down to, like, top two, top three? I would say L.A. and Denver. Okay, so you have a top two. Yeah, top two. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um top two that's really exciting yeah so you have, like good. a timeline do you think you're gonna move like do you think october early? november what wow. so like soon wow i'm just waiting on my special news mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i still don't know the status of my special news um if my special news doesn't go the way that i want it to go then i will happily talk about it on this podcast if it does go the way i want it to go i will not be able to talk about it for a while yeah we're gonna have to go on hiatus but that's another reason why I'm just kind of like um, waiting to make a decision because that will obviously heavily impact my schedule for the next couple months. So we'll see. I was supposed to hear my special news today. I know. I know. I'm freaking dying for you. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Should we get into our main topic today? I am so excited. Yeah, Kylie's so pumped. I mean, I'm excited too, but I feel like Kylie is especially really pumped. Yes. The topic today is attachment styles. And you get attachment style stuff on your TikTok, TikTok, right? Yep. I'm on attachment style TikTok all the time. I am too. And so the reason that we're doing attachment styles, we really want to talk about that book, Why Men Love Bitches. Yes. And this has been all over my TikTok. It's been all over just influencers that I follow. They are really talking about this. So I bought the Why Men Love Bitches book and I've been reading it, but I think it's really important we discuss attachment theory and attachment styles before we start talking about why men love bitches because I have some hot takes about this book that a lot of people don't, may not 
share on the why men love bitches. So I think, but in order to understand my hot takes, I think attachment theory is really important. I also think that this is super healthy for everyone to kind of understand, especially when you're in the dating scene. Yep. Um, and just kind of about yourself. Yep. How you interact with people and how you show affection and kind of what you need in relationships. And I want to preface this by saying, so there are multiple attachment styles. This is not supposed to be attachment style shaming. This is not like (laughs) one is better than another. It's not like all people who are XYZ attachment style are bad people or narcissists or whatever. Like that's not what this is. Yeah. Just all, it's non-judgmental. It's just about identifying. And then once we identify your attachment style, your partner's attachment style, how can you guys then use open and clear communication to try to make your relationship work? Yeah. Should we like clarify what attachment styles are though? Like it's basically like a personality descriptor for like you as like a person in a relationship and then like the person that you are dating as well. Definitely. Yeah. It's not like a personality test. It's more like how are you as a person specifically in a relationship, right? Right. So attachment theory actually stems from parent-child relationships. So this is where the initial psychological studies come from. So what they would do is have a small, like an infant or a toddler, they would, they would be with their mother in a room Mm -hmm. and then they'd have a bunch of like toys and stuff and whatever. And so the mother would be in the room with them and then the mother would leave. And so the child would be alone. And depending on the child's reaction, you could identify them as one of three primary attachment styles. There mm-hmm. are some people say there are like four or like multiple deviations, but primarily you can boil it down to three. Mm-hmm. So the first is the majority of the population, which is 50 to 60% of people where I'm going to talk about the children first, and then I'll talk about adult stuff. Mm-hmm. But 50 to 60% of the population are secure attachment, which means that when their parent is in the room, they're, they feel really comfortable to kind of explore, play with toys, do whatever they want. When the parent leaves the room, they're a little bit upset, you know, um, but they're not, it's not inhibiting their life or anything like that. Then when the parent comes back, they get over it quickly and they're able to continue playing, right? This is the majority of the people, pretty healthy connection. Like they miss their parents. They have, <laughs> they have emotion, but then they're able like to they're okay yeah they're okay yeah. then there's anxious attachment style which is identified as 20 to 25 percent of the population mm-hmm. and this child will not really go out and explore is heavily attached to their parent if the parent leaves the room they throw a fit but this is interesting when the parent comes back they're still throwing a fit they're still inconsolable oh, yeah interesting so the child it doesn't it doesn't really matter it's they just kind of they are super anxious about the parent leaving. And when the parent comes back, they're still kind of acting out and feeling these emotions. And then the final style is avoid it. And this means the child is very independent, plays with all the toys. When the parent Mm -hmm. leaves the room, there is no reaction. Doesn't, doesn't even notice. (laughs) When the parent comes back, doesn't even notice. Like there is no kind of emotional, like, change based on if the parent mm-hmm. was there or not. And this is again, 20 to 25% of the population. So majority of people are secure. And then the remaining two groups of people are either anxious or avoid it pretty split evenly between the population. Okay. Um, so, okay. You're like, what do I give a 
damn about kids and parents. So this is kind of where the study started, but then people started to realize, oh, adults have attachment styles too. Yeah. And so again, same kind of population distribution, vast majority of people are secure, 50 to 60%. Mm -hmm. This means people in a romantic sense, they are comfortable and connected with their partner. They're Mm -hmm. still able to be independent and pursue their passions and be their own person, but have that healthy communication, secure base with their partner. Yeah. Um, They typically have fewer communication barriers. They're able to talk with their partner honestly, and they give support to their partner, but they expect support in return. Right. Um, Contrast this with anxious attachment style, which is 20 to 25% of the population. Mm -hmm. These people are described as perpetually emotionally hungry. So they are, these are the people that are constantly texting their partner, constantly calling them. Um, if you don't hear from them, all of a sudden it's like, where are they? Like, who are they talking to? Who are so they the opposite with? of me. <laughs> yes. I don't want to hear from them. <laughs> yes. So, yes. So these people, um, they are. I will break up with you if you text me more than twice a day. It's too much. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, these people are often described as like super clingy. Um, Uh and what ends up happening with these people is they start to feel when they start to feel their partner is pulling away or they're a little bit unsure and they're feeling. So yes, they become more clingy or they start to act out (laughs) and they start to become really demanding, really controlling, really, this is what's called protest behavior. And this is when they start fighting. Um, And so what ends up happening is these people end up self-sabotaging their own relationships because yeah, when they fear their partner is pulling away and they, and they, they can kind of sense this in a relationship, there's a change yeah this often leads to sabotaging the relationship okay because they start then becoming super clingy or start really becoming really angry and acting out yeah um however they're what these people are really good at is sensing if there's any kind of like slight emotional change in their partner they're really Mm -hmm. good at empathy high eq very good at sensing any kind of change what's an eq um like so you know like iq yeah intelligent quotient so it's like this test that's like emotion so it's emotional intelligence basically okay Mm -hmm. got it um yeah so those are anxious people in a nutshell and then avoidance are 20 to 25 percent of the population again avoidance can present as people who are overprotective of their own independence, their own space and time. Avoidance can also present of being afraid of being too close to people, but also being too distant from people. Um, so these people have a unique, unique complex in the sense that they know that the person they need to be close to, they have a fear of being too close to them and confiding in them too much even though they know that this is the person they should be close to damn and oftentimes what ends up happening is when they start to feel kind of someone is pushing away and rejecting them that's when they start to really want to cling to them (gasps) 
And when the person no. starts really clingy, then they start pushing away. <laughs> no. <laughs> so these people are often pulled into relationships that are characterized by extreme emotional highs and lows, pushes oh, and boy. pulls, and they get really attached to that kind of feeling. Kylie, doesn't this describe so much? <laughs> so I hope that these descriptions, some you can identify, self-identify, like Jennifer just totally. having an epiphany that everybody epiphany. could hear. Jen took an attachment style quiz. Yeah. Are you secure, Kylie, before I get into mine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. No, I'm, I'm very secure. So I think that's something that's really important about people who are secure. It's not like you're just acting like I don't care about things you're not acting like you're chill you're not acting like blah 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 I just like really inherently trust the people I'm with I yeah that's shocking to me and (laughs) I confide in them about things but then I also want to support them I communicate very clearly very bluntly um I think this also works because I'm a straight girl and men are only respond to very explicit communication typically so true so true um (laughs) but yeah no i'm i'm definitely i would identify as secure secure person yes cool so jen took an attachment style i'm like really upset with my my uh result however it's so me it totally makes sense um yeah clearly i'm the avoidant one i'm definitely not anxious i hate when people talk to me too much i hate when people are clingy I don't like texting. Even in college, like, when I had a boyfriend, like, you know how people always, like, slept with their boyfriends or, like, wanted to go meet up with them at the bar? Mm-hmm. I would, like, freaking avoid the bar that he was at because I was, like, I don't want to have to hang out with my boyfriend at the bar. Like, I'd rather hang out with my friends at the bar. Not that I didn't, like, love my boyfriend, but I just, like, didn't want to see him at that time. Like, I didn't really like sleeping there all that much. I just, like, don't, like, clingy is not my jam, obviously. Um, yeah, apparently I'm avoidant which would make a lot of sense um, because in terms of like the highs and the lows, I definitely think I do enjoy that. Not, not enjoy, I don't mean to enjoy it. Like I don't want to enjoy it, but I think I definitely get kind of addicted to it as we've seen in the past. Like if somebody treats me really, really well and then pulls back, it's like game on, you know? So like, th- that's, that's literally probably how you're I think. identifying another avoidant person. Probably. So, um, but if somebody pulls back, I'm literally like game on. Like they'll be back. And then like, this is messed up. But like there were certain times where I'm like, oh, he'll be back. And then it's my turn to like pull back. Like that's messed right. up. Well, no, that's not messed up. Okay. We're not, we're not going <laughs> to start name calling ourselves. Um, but that is your attachment style. That yeah, is apparently what- so. That's what you like. When someone starts to pull away, that's when you start to feel like, ooh, I like, ooh, I really like that. And you start to kind of because what happens is your attachment style is being triggered yeah. and you start to equate those kind of that kind of triggering with falling for someone. Right. When really you should be like, Okay, they don't care about me that much, like I'll move on. You know? Well, okay, but you're an avoidant person. And it's not like you don't care about people, but you need your space right. and you need someone who respects your space. So yes, here's, here's kind of what, when it gets interesting is when people 
when you start to identify your attachment style and your partner's attachment style. So there are certain relationships that will work and certain, certain relationships that will not work between different attachment styles. So think about you and your long-term ex. Yeah. I would definitely identify him as a secure person. I would say so too. Yep. Avoidant people, it really only works with secure people. Yeah, that makes sense. They need, it, they need someone who can support them. But yep. then as long as they're the only ones that need space and push and pull. Two avoidant peoples will repel each other like two magnets. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that like the one I'm thinking of that got really toxic. Yeah. That person must have been avoided as well. A hundred percent. He's and he even told avoided. me before that like the second like he starts to like someone, he's kinda like scared or so that's avoidant and avoidant. Yes. Avoidant avoidance. I mean, it could be fun, but it's never going to really get anywhere super right. serious because it's always this kind of push-pull, push-pull, kind of these game, quote, game playing. Right. Um, but, but that's totally what it was, like 100%. And that's fine. So I've been talking, anyone who will listen to me the past few weeks, ever since I've read this book, which, by the way, I'll repeat this at the end, but the book I recommend is Attached by Amir Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. Mm-hmm. And this is the book I read, which has given me most of this information. But I've been talking about this book to anyone and everyone that'll listen. And one of the girls I was talking to has self-identified. She's like, I'm totally an avoidant, based yeah. on everything you've said. She's like, but I don't want to settle down. I like playing these games. I think it's fun. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Like, yeah. do, do whatever you want and whatever makes you happy. At least just be aware. You know what I mean? Totally. And that's it's kind of for me to be aware because I would have thought I'm secure. Like, oh, I'm secure. I'm independent. I've also been a good girlfriend in the past. Like, I'm like emotionally like intelligent. I'm all of these things. Like, I would have thought I'm secure, but I'm not apparently. And and now after like reading about this, like I completely see it. I kind of I would have identified you as secure too, but the more that you kind of are in these details about not wanting to see your boyfriend, like there is. There's a difference between like kind of you you're doing whatever you're with your friends and then you happen to run into your boyfriend at the bar versus actively avoiding the bar he's at. Okay. Those right. And people would be like, oh, you don't like him? I'm like, no, I literally love him. But like, I want to be with my friends right now. I don't want to see him. See, that's weird to me. Like, really? I have no issue. I have no issue being with my boyfriend and my friends at the same time. No. Not into it. Even if my friends love him. Like, I'd rather just, like, not. I'd literally rather not. That That's fine. Yeah. And so, I mean, that this is a lot of kind of identifying these attachment styles, right, is it's not a judgment zone. It's not, like, avoidance are narcissists or bad people. I mean, some people who are narcissists are probably avoidant, but it's not that all avoidants are narcissists, right? Like, right. We're, or that anxious people that are clingy and needy like we're not like oh these are this is a bad thing right i'm just we're just identifying there are a couple of notes i want to say number one v being very careful about drawing gender lines so for example jen you identify as avoidant yeah. but a lot of people draw gender lines and say all women are clingy and needy i.e anxious so true. and men are pushing people away i.e. avoidant. And this is a very common theme that you see in why men love bitches. They yep. group all women as this anxious attachment style and all men as avoidance. How interesting. I think that that's something that we got to be very clear about, right? Like yeah. making sure that we don't just draw 
all women are anxious and all men are avoidant it, if right. they're not secure. Obviously. So does know. this have a lot to do with your upbringing, like how you were raised? So yes, it, that's a good question. It can. So you're, how you're raised and your, your attachment style based on your parents, like your relationship with your parents definitely influences this. And typically your attachment style does not change on the whole. You okay. can work to become more secure, but you're not necessarily going to become a hundred percent secure because like what yeah. you need in a relationship is kind of like, I mean, it, it can evolve over time, but it's not necessarily going to like do a 180 and change. Right. No, that makes sense. So, and even knowing that, like, okay, knowing like your upbringing and stuff, it makes sense that you're secure, I would say. And like, even knowing mine, like, doesn't it make sense? I'm a little avoidant. Yes. I yeah. would, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, my parents, like I'm thinking about it, they always encouraged me to kind of do whatever I wanted to do, but I always felt like whatever I did, I could tell them about it and then, and they would be proud of me and they and right. would always talk about it. I always, they were always interested in what I had to talk about, even if it was some stupid Thing. I think about this yeah. all the time. My parents would ask me and my sister about our days and we would just talk about it for hours. See, <laughs> they loved and it. Yeah, that is so not how mine goes. Like I obviously I love my parents and they do a lot for me, but I always say this to people like my parents are my parents. They are not my friends. Like my parents help me make big decisions. They help me financially. We'll listen if there's an emergency. But in terms of, like, opening up to my parents or talking to them about pretty much anything, like, I don't really, like, I don't go to my parents. I have friends and I have my therapist. Even, like, in college when we were going to Vegas, like, people were, like, talking about how their parents were kind of nervous for them to go to Vegas and stuff. I'm like, I just realized I didn't even tell my parents. Like, they have no <laughs> clue I'm in Vegas. Like, they have literally no clue. <laughs> um, and then, like, even just, even, like, college visits and stuff, like, there was one time... I think it was Miami of Ohio and I was like oh yeah I'm just gonna like go I'm gonna go visit my friend I'm gonna go see it like I drove like by myself so that's not like necessarily the healthiest but I would always say I was almost like independent to a fault like I had to do stuff because I had to do stuff for myself and it's coming back to bite me where it's like I don't really like I'm always like, oh, I don't need somebody else to come with me. I don't need somebody else to do this. But it's like, well, maybe it would still be like healthy. I mean, this is, and this is something that I think they identify with an avoidance specifically is that they know that you, it is good to like have a partner and they want a partner. It's not that they don't want a partner necessarily. So some avoidance don't. Yeah. But a lot of avoidance really want a partner and really want someone to be with them. And they struggle with the actual opening up to people and right. keeping people in their lives. Totally. I also think it's it's hard if somebody like hurts you to some extent after that to get over it maybe because like for example like my ex-boyfriend the healthy one we were talking about like that was fine and I never thought that I had these issues and then what I learned over the past year is like oh my god I can never do that again like I don't trust men I don't want to tell people anything I don't want to do that blah blah and like for whatever reason it was really upsetting to me. Okay not for whatever reason you have very good reasons. Okay. Um, no, but this is also- Yeah, this is like a therapy session. Kylie's like my therapist right now. <laughs> I hope that I'm a lot of people's therapists right yeah. now. Um, but yeah, no, 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 that makes total sense. And just like I was saying that people can do work to make themselves more secure, you're not necessarily going to change your attachment style, but you right. can work to make yourself more secure. People can go through traumatic experiences and traumatic relationships that 
affect them and make them less secure. Okay, this does make me a little bit nervous though. Again, this is like a therapy session now. Now I'm nervous that like I'm not I'm gonna have trouble like finding like a solid like person for myself because I know that like avoidant people tend to have problems with this. I mean avoidant people have problems with this because they don't understand why they're doing things or why they act a certain way or why they need certain things and then they don't communicate their needs to their partner so their partner is kind of like what is going on you know what i mean got it okay so first step like anything is being aware right yeah so you're now that you're aware that you kind of identify as avoidant you can read a little bit more about the avoidant attachment style you can figure out what aligns to you and then you're like aware of what your needs are and then yeah. you communicate this to your partner. Something that, that it is hard for avoidance. So like we were talking about avoidant, avoidant doesn't work. Not like it doesn't work forever, but it would, and it, you could try to make it work, but typically it just doesn't work. It would probably turn toxic because it, both of us love up and down, not love it. We don't want it, but like end up doing the up and down thing. So you, I, yeah, but you could make it work if both people are really committed. And it also can work in a sense if you both need space and need time, like then That's those true. needs kind of align. However, the one very toxic pairing that they really do advise against, so you can even make avoidant, avoidant work, is anxious avoidant. Yep, that would not work. So what they say about that is because it basically activates both people's attachment style so the avoidance are going to constantly want to push away from the anxious and the anxious people are going to constantly want to cling but at the same time it is confirming both of their beliefs in what they think about everyone else so avoidant people are like people are too clingy i can't be in a relationship with anyone like this is not what i want blah 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 then anxious people are like everyone wants to push away why won't anyone get close to me Blah, blah, blah. So it's con it's like confirming your own unhealthy ideas right. and then just constantly reinforcing it. That is so interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, I love learning it, about these. I you this is why attachment style TikTok is trending. Yeah, attachment style TikTok is really cool. Wow, very cool. Okay. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited to work on myself, Kylie. <laughs> well, yeah, and again, it's you I want to reiterate, there's nothing wrong with you. There's when you do go through. So like, let's talk about maybe what you should be looking for to identify these people kind of like telltale signs. Yeah. So when you're on a dating app, if a guy is willing to, he's like, oh, let's exchange numbers. Oh, let's meet up for a date. And there's like no hesitation. No one's missing a beat. He's kind of like, oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do that. Like, there's no game playing. He's very straightforward. You yeah. can tell he likes you. This is a secure person. Right. If they are constantly hitting you up and then being passive aggressive if you don't respond quickly, anxious person. Anxious, yeah. If they are jerking you around, won't commit to things, will kind of, they'll hang out with you and then you won't hear from them for two weeks and then they'll hit you up again. Hmm. I mean, either they don't give a fuck about you or they're avoidant. Right. Either way, not not worth our time. Okay, so everybody go take this quiz online. You can just Google it. Like, there's, like, a few different quizzes. I just literally took one on, like, I don't know, psychologytoday.com or something like that. Yeah, definitely recommend taking these yeah. quizzes. I also recommend this book, again, attached by Amir Levine and Rachel S. Yes. Keller. There is a quiz in this book. 
Oh, cool. So yeah, I, that's a quiz I took. I mean, I'm sure it's all the same shit, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people can even self-identify and identify their partners based on the descriptions I gave. Totally. To be honest. Um, I've, I'm able to identify people. I will, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this story about okay. my friend. Um, shout out to my friend if she's listening. <laughs> but basically what ended up happening was she was, she was telling me about these issues she was having with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she was afraid that he didn't really like her and he was pulling away. Okay. And I was like, this is crazy. He's your boyfriend he wouldn't have committed to you if he didn't like you. Yeah. And he, and they had only been dating for like a month and a half or something. I'm like, this is, Mm -hmm. this is like a, a lot to enter into a committed relationship if he doesn't like you. And he's, this guy is like hitting her up every day. They FaceTime every day. They hang out all the time. Not like Okay. So he's not giving her like reason to think these things necessarily. No, no. no, When she's telling me all these things, like uh, that he's doing and then her fears that there's, I see no correlation. Yeah. Like, making plans to hang out all weekend together and I'm thinking to myself she's definitely an anxious attachment style Mm -hmm. she's got all these worries and like needs him to validate her feelings Mm -hmm. then I get a call from her and she's like we just broke up (gasps) like what the fuck yeah literally I was like what the fuck and basically what ended up happening was he told her that oh I don't know if I see this working long term like he started to doubt himself and then she's like then she was like what the fuck like why would you say that when he was giving her nothing and then i realized he's not secure he's also anxious right he is constantly hitting her up he is constantly oh, talking that's to her so true yeah. he was, then he started to feel insecure and he started to be like wait like do do you even like like me do you even think this is going to work and then he started to be it's almost like self-defense being like oh well i i don't know if this is gonna work so two anxious people can be very hard to make it work because then that becomes oh wait you don't you don't think this is gonna work well well now we'll we'll blah 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 like now is this gonna work like now i'm doubting everything and then if both people are doubting everything it's just and no one's reassuring anyone that's just not gonna work wow yeah but I mean, I think it was probably for the best. I didn't even. Right. That's true. That. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> she can do much better. Yeah. Shout she can do better. I love yeah. you. That's so funny. I'm getting like really nervous about myself though. Okay. Don't. Yeah. No, don't be nervous. It's just like you probably, most people are secure, right? Yeah. Here's the thing though. Most people in the dating pool are not secure. Most people in the dating pool are anxious or avoidant. Wait, that's yeah. so fucked up. Well, because most secure people are in relationships. Right. That makes sense. So what you kind of have to look for are people that are unafraid to commit. And I think that that actually turns you off. I think that you would see that and be like, this guy's like too willing to meet up. I'd be like, like, oh, weird. Yeah. Like literally like, like the second they're interested in me, I'm like, eh. See, maybe you need to try doing is like, meet up with this guy. Like if he, if you actually like, like him and there's enough in common and like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Give him a chance. Totally. That would be my advice to avoidant people. Totally. To anxious people and to avoidant people and to secure people, to everyone. You need to clearly communicate your needs to your partner. If Jen, if you're like, I can't text people all the time. Like you just need to tell your partner clearly, look, I really like you. Like 
but I'm so sorry. I just cannot text you all day, every day. Yep. And that's like what I've had to say in the past. Um, And you have no issue with clear communication. No, like I communicate very clearly. And you can also- at least there's that. Yeah. You can also say to your partner, like, I love spending time with you, but I cannot spend all All my time with you. you. Nope. I just totally. can't do that. I need time and space alone, but that is nothing to do with you. Right. And that is just something that I need to do in order to, you know, make sure that I am happiest when I'm with you. Right. So just open and honest communication. And that's what the book preaches. Okay. It just talks about relationships with all different attachment styles and people communicating their needs and like talking through things, which sounds so silly because it's so obvious but a lot of people just will kind of let things slide and then be unhappy and then never resolve any issues. Right. First step is self-identifying. Second step is communication with your partner. Good. Okay. Okay. And, like you should not be worried. It's just now you know. And so you, yeah. now you know your needs and now you know what to tell your partner. So I think what we're going to do next is I'm we're, we're going to get more into this Why Men Love Bitches book, especially Jen needs to get herself a copy and read this. Yeah, I do. But we're going to give people a little sneak peek. So basically, this book is broken up into a few different sections. The first section is Doormat to Dream Girl, Why Men Prefer Bitches, Candy Store, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. basically, the thesis of this book is not to be a quote, nice girl which is equivalent to a doormat like don't let Uh someone walk all over you be your own person which Mm -hmm. obviously duh Duh. (laughs) watch my tiktoks duh yeah duh also this book was written in 2000 so i want to make this clear this book was written 20 years ago let's see i'll i'll pull okay so i'll pull from the first chapter cool so We have two sections that Jen and I are thinking are pretty good. And this is from the first chapter of the book, you guys. So there's a lot to unpack in this book. So basically, the first part of this section says, the nice girl makes the mistake of being available all the time. I don't want to play games. So she lets him see how afraid she is to be without him. And he comes to feel as if he has 100% control on her. This is to the point where women begin to complain, he doesn't make enough time for me. He isn't as romantic as he used to be. A bitch is more selective about her availability. She's available sometimes, other times she's not. But she's nice. Nice enough, that is, to consider preferences. So this is something that, Jen, you have told me, I have heard from like five other different girlfriends with me and the hockey player. Don't give him all your time. Yeah. And the thing is, is I I, I don't. I still make time to see other friends. I just oftentimes choose to hang out with him. Basically, any night that I don't have plans, I'm with him. And I try to accommodate him, and he accommodates me. And when I'm like, I'm busy, and he's busy, we just respect it. But we're also, I will tell him, oh, I want to see him. And then he'll tell me when we see each other, oh, I missed you, even if we saw each other 36 hours ago. Yeah. Like, these kind of things just reinforce to people to act avoidant in order to attract other avoidant people because most people in the dating pool are avoidant I know right it's so difficult (laughs) that's so true because yeah if a guy I'm telling you right now coming from an avoidant person if a guy were that was not my boyfriend was asking me to hang out with him more than once a week I'd be like either a you're a loser (laughs) 
B, you're way too obsessed with me and I'm not into it. Or C, like, you're going to be my boyfriend. So, like, pick one. Well, that's fine if you don't want to hang out with him. But then again, you have to just clearly communicate, like, hey, like, I really liked hanging out, but I have these plans. Like, maybe we can hang out next week. I'd love to see you. Yeah. A lot of these issues can be solved by just open and honest communication. Right. But I think, like, if, if we're talking about, like, I would find it unattractive if somebody were available too much. But I'm, I'm saying that that's coming from me, who's apparently an avoidant person. Right. So, so what, like, it's not necessarily, like, like this advice isn't going to work for everybody is what I'm trying to say. Got it. Got it. And it's not necessarily, like, the best advice because it's, like, who are you trying to attract? That's the thing. This book right. is basically how to attract an avoidant person. And, like, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to. <laughs> well, most fuckboys would be avoidant, I would say. Definitely. Yeah. And they would or they might be secure but they just don't want to settle down or they're anxious mm-hmm. and they just don't want to settle down like that also can be a thing too but the th- the thing is is I don't want to be with personally again I'm not shaming but I'm saying for me personally I don't want to be with an avoidant person and I don't want to be with someone who doesn't like me so this advice is not going to attract the kind of guy I want right um and I like, so this book has broken down a hundred different quote attraction principles, which are in bold in the, in the middle of the book. And this one says attraction principle number three, a woman is perceived as quote, offering a mental challenge to the degree that a man doesn't feel he has a hundred percent hold on her. So I think what I take issue with is this phrasing that if you were to be open and say, I want to spend time with you or make yourself available to someone that this person has 100% hold on you and that you have no other life. Right. Like it's, it's either you are, you, you don't want to hang out with them and you like are, you're actively like denying plans with them or you're a doormat. Like there, there's a, there's a, there's nuance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That part really bothered me, but I think it's also triggering because so many people have told me that I'm spending too much <laughs> time with the hockey player, which I might be, but I can't wait because either he's going to break my heart and it's great for content or it's going to be, married. yeah, we're going to get married and it'll right. be great. All right. Another section that we want to talk about is, I love this. Again, attraction principle number four. Sometimes a man deliberately won't call just to see how you'll respond. No, this is stupid. <laughs> It is human nature for a man to test the waters and see how much he can get away with. You can see it in the behavior of children and behavior of pets. It's par for the course. Pulling back is something men do to gain reassurance. No man is going to say, I need reassurance, but instead he'll just pull back to see how you react. It'll give him a feeling of control. Can I be controversial for a hot second? Yeah. I think girls are way more likely to try this out. Like test something like this. Are you kidding Girls are so much more smart. We're so much smarter and more calculated and more long-term and like we're just smarter. So yeah, we would be thinking of like testing this out or like seeing how something would go. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I also think that men are, like you said, they're not as quote intelligent, but I also think men are just a lot more simple. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. They're not like, some of them are really intelligent, but. Right, but they're a lot more simple, right? Like I think if a guy wants to see you, he's not going to overthink it and be like, oh, but I, but I just, but we just did blah, blah, blah. And if he does, then like, this means that either you guys need to have a little bit more open and honest communication, or he's maybe an anxious attachment style. Right. 
and is starting to overthink things and starting to feel a little insecure. Yeah. But like, I would just say for the most part, if a guy wants to see you, then like he'll text you. If he doesn't, then he won't. And if this man is literally trying to quote test boundaries like a child or a pet, yeah, I am no. not wasting my time on this man. No. Absolutely hecking not. He is a fucking psychopath. He probably kills animals. Okay. Like what Yeah, the- no. no. No, it's stupid. I agree. Yeah. So this is just a little sample on some of our hot takes. And you can see how like we are definitely thinking attachment style already through this lens. Um, you guys, I'm so excited to dissect this book with Jen. Me too. Can I also just say like another quick note? I think the Caller Daddy podcast promotes being an avoidant. A hundred percent. Clearly Alexandra Cooper's avoidant. Like clearly. Clearly she's avoidant. She and I are the same. And you know what? You know what I also have discovered about myself? I like usually people that live in other states or if I'm like on vacation, it's so easy for me to talk to boys. Like I'm so fine with that. (laughs) You know, it's not going to go anywhere. Yep. And she's always getting on a plane, like, can't date anyone in New York, like, wants her own life, says her podcast is her life, like, she wants this, she wants that. She's avoidant, totally. Totally. And again, and, and she, I'm and like she that doesn't too. want to settle down. She, told, she says she doesn't want to settle down right now. She wants right. to be single. She wants to see people. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. At least just know this about yourself so that you're aware and you can communicate to your partners. Right. Do you have any questions for us, Jennifer? Oh, like, um podcast questions like yeah podcast questions I do have questions okay I'm excited so my first question we'll go with the boy one and then we'll go with like the business one because we're like on the boy topic so my first question is this girl dm'd me hey girl saw your tiktok about dming professional athletes okay it wasn't professional athletes it was celebrities okay yeah we want to make this very clear professional athletes are not celebrities (laughs) no I think, but but I did say like if you're DMing like an athlete in the area or something but like I just need to make it clear if you're not a celebrity get over yourself unless you're like in the top <laughs> unless you're like, like LeBron five. James yeah yeah <laughs> Michael <Okay>. Jordan <laughs> exactly okay so sorry to talk about DMing professional athletes have to say it worked perfectly any advice on how to keep them interested he lives across the country so either I need to convince him to fly here or I have to keep him interested until I can take off work in November okay I don't have like the end all be all answer of course because everybody is different but I will say that for whatever freaking reason Kylie did you know this the professional athletes like really like me I mean Kylie knows this but they also like my sisters too (laughs) not necessarily like professional athletes like Kaylee is getting dms up the wall from um like U of I basketball players and just like other like D1 athletes like Ashley is constantly getting dms from like blue check mark lax guys and hockey guys Megan has had the hockey guys come in too I don't know what the hell is going on maybe it's the blonde hair you know and I'm also that's all I have to say about player so it's fine (laughs) right 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 okay um so okay let's go based off of my own experience let's take NFL man I'm still friends with him we never dated or anything like that, but we're still friends. But I would say in terms of keeping him interested, again, this goes with my avoidant attachment style. He was interested in me. He pursued me. He asked me out. Guess who said no? <laughs> me. And do you want to know why? 
Well, because I, I, I didn't, know why, but. I didn't want to date an athlete. But, like, I was like, I'm not dating an athlete. Like, I don't want to do it. They're going to hurt me. So, without even giving, I never even gave this guy a chance. Never even gave him a shot because I was like, he's going to hurt me, you know? Avoid. <laughs> um, then there was, like, another, um, he's, like, a Royals player. Like, he, like, started DMing me and, like, asked me out one time. And I was like, nope. Didn't even give him a chance. Avoid. Because I was like, he's going to hurt me, too. Like, they're all going to hurt me. Whatever. Um, so I would say, again, I still, like, do get messages from them, and I've kept in touch with the majority of them, like, a little bit, at least a little bit. I'm not sure if those guys are avoidant, too, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them for them to mostly be avoidant, because they're constantly moving cities, right? Yeah, so, I mean, and it might even be that they are secure, but it's they're unable to commit because of their circumstance. Like, I have been single for nine plus months, Yeah, but I was just, I'm unable to be in a relationship because I was moving. Right. But, yeah, a lot of They're always traveling. Yeah, they're always traveling. They're always moving. They always have, like, options, you know? Like, there's plenty of girls that want to go out with them. There's plenty of girls that would go out with them regardless of the circumstances. Like, are you going to cheat on me? Are you going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. So my guess would be a lot of them are avoidant, maybe not even just from their upbringing. But honestly, I wouldn't put it past that either because guess what? I bet they spent a lot of their upbringing at camps. I bet they spent a lot of their upbringing trying to, like, please their parents. So I think the worst thing you can do, the worst thing you can do with a professional athlete is nag them and be anxious. Absolutely. The worst thing you can do. And that's probably why Alexandra Cooper also lands all these athletes because She's not texting them all the time. She's not Snapchatting them all the time. She's not asking to see them all the time. It's like the worst thing you can do is nag them. Like I, again, I haven't gone out with like any of these other people I'm talking about, but like turning them down isn't a good idea. Like if they want to go out with you, I'm not saying like, oh, turn them down, even though you're interested. Don't do that. Don't turn them down. Don't be me and like shove them away. But I would say let them do the majority of the reaching out because what happens with the professional athletes is a lot of times, like I said, they do have options and a lot of girls are reaching out to them because a lot of girls want to be wags or want to like have money and whatnot. And so once you become one of those girls, it's unattractive and they don't actually want to date you, you know? Definitely. The other thing is athletes are competitive. So I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they're avoidant because like they're- They want the high and the low. They high want and low. Chase you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I think the worst thing you can do is cling on to them, message them, text them, Snapchat them. I think when they show interest, you can show interest back. I think you can meet them 50-50 for sure. But I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, do you want me to come out and see you? Do you want me to do this? Because if they want you, if they want you to see them, I will know because you have all the means to make me see you you have a lot more free time than people would think there's a lot of downtime you know um and like if somebody wants you you'll know and especially with those kinds of guys like they will go after what they want so i would just say like don't be clingy as long as you're looking for a relationship if you're looking for a hookup who cares if you're clingy they'll take you up on it i guarantee um but don't be clingy definitely like accept a date or whatever if they offer it but like just wait just wait it out and I think that also maybe not people with anxious attachment styles but people who are anxious and girls 
that are talking to professional athletes. Um, I know this girl specifically mentioned that she's like, how do I keep him interested until I can fly out and see him? Yeah. Here's what you have to accept. Here's the hard truth. Yeah, this is the, I know what you're going to say. He is talking to other girls. <laughs> he is sleeping with other girls. Probably two of them a day. Probably two different women a day. Yeah. Um, and you just have to know this. And you have to accept this. And this actually would probably bring you less anxiety because you're not worrying yep. about it. You're just nope. like, oh, this is happening. Nope. Yep. I know this totally. is happening. And not all of them, but I'm going to go with a good 90%. Absolutely. I am. I, and you know what? Even if, he, even if he is one of the 10%, doesn't matter. He's sleeping with other girls. I think that this also That's a good mindset helps. to have. Yeah, it, it, it's a good mindset because it, does, it prevents you from getting attached until... And look, I'm secure. I'm all about having healthy communication and a good, healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, that's me. But I do think that trust needs to be earned. And until they earn your trust, there is no, I, I think, at least for my self-protection, I would not trust a professional athlete as far as I could throw them. And I, I fully back that, Kylie. And I wish that we had discovered this. Anyways, um... The best thing you can do is engage with them when they reach out to you. But if they it's, are, we're all never, about attracting the avoidant, right? If they are never reaching out to you, they don't like you. And guess what? If he is avoidant and you stop reaching out, guess who's going to start reaching out? Him. It's that push pull. Yep. So that's what I would say. Um, yeah, Kylie will be able to talk about her hockey player more once once something goes south or north. <laughs> Thanks. I like yeah. how South was the first one. South or North. It's my attachment style, Kylie. I'm going to start using this as the Zodiac sign. <laughs> it's just my attachment, except for attachment style is like, yeah, actually, sorry. Actually indicative of something. Right, exactly. I'm not hating on astrology. I love astrology. I fuck, I'm on astrology TikTok. I'm, I'm on, I'm on witch talk. I'm on witch talk. tarot card reading talk. Okay. Another question. Another question. Somebody asked me how I got into my spray tan business when I was in college. Um, if the IRS is listening, this is all hypothetical. This is just completely, like, I'm not even speaking for myself. I'm speaking for a friend if the IRS is listening. But anybody else, you can believe it's me. I don't know. The world will never know. But um, I started my spray tan business because I love spray tans. So that's the first thing. You guys have to be passionate about spray tans, okay? You can't just, like, not care about spray tans because I was literally passionate about spray tans. And you bought this for yourself. And I bought it for myself, not even to make money off of it. I was like, I'm going to buy this spray tan machine so that I can spray tan myself and look good all the time, okay? So you have to actually, like, kind of like spray tans because guess what? Some of these girls that you're going to be spray tanning are going to be obsessed with spray tans, that's what I, like, realized is that I wasn't the only one that was obsessed with spray tans. Like, there were other girls that were obsessed with spray tans. So if you know nothing about spray tans, but you're like, oh, I heard people make money doing this, you are going to be spray tanning girls that have been doing this since eighth grade and are, like, spray tan bitches like myself. So you better be one of those girls. And if you're not, then, like, start not getting It's not going to be them. worth your time or money. No, it's not. So you kind of have to be, like, a spray tan guru like myself. Okay. We've got that done. Second of all, um, yeah, I ordered a machine off of Amazon. It's called the um, Maxi Mist Light. It was only like $250, which sounds kind of expensive, but considering how much money I made off of that, it's nothing. It was pretty lightweight. It comes with a tent. The solution that I used was Norvell Dark Solution. 
um, a little bit expensive, but one bottle will give you like 10 to 15 spray tans. So it's a lot. So like price, however much you think that you should be charging. And then I would say like in like terms of running a successful business, I made sure that my schedule was free on Thursdays and Fridays because most people want them for the weekend. I had like a crazy network of girls and pretty much what I would do is like, it was word of mouth in college. So I would show up to class with like a spray tan, make sure to sit next to sorority girls. If there were sorority girls that I weren't already spray tanning, I would go and sit next to them, like in class on purpose, like smelling like spray tan. And they'd be like, is that a spray tan? I'd be like, yeah, I have a machine. And then we'd start talking. So I pretty much did like word of mouth marketing, but it was very like strategic. Like I tried to meet as many sorority girls as I possibly could. I also came up with a little code that I would follow. And that was basically just like how to act when you're spray tanning people because these girls it's a are weird naked. situation. Like, yeah, these people are naked in front of you. And most of the time people are not comfortable being naked in front of a stranger. So you have to make them Checks feel out. super comfortable. Checks out. I would never look them up and down. Like, I would pretty much just look at their face, maintain eye contact or no eye contact, like, look at something else, but, like, only look at their eyes. I would never talk about their body, even if, like, I had been spray tanning them for, like, two years, and let's say they lost, like, 50 pounds, I wouldn't talk about it. Like, I, I didn't notice. No body talk. I think that's a really good piece of advice because you mm-hmm. just never know what people you never know have about themselves. Totally. Weight loss, weight gain, yep. whether it looks good or whatever. Like you just you never know. The other thing is, I didn't want them to think I was looking at their body. I wanted, and I would tell them this, and for the most part, it was true. But I would tell them, I'm like, I don't actually like see your body. I'm so focused on the color that's going onto your skin. I'm pretty much only looking at my spray tan solution going onto your skin. Like I'm not looking at your body. So that's what I would always tell people to like make them feel comfortable. When the reality of the situation is like, of course, I can see your body. Of course, I'm looking at it. Of course, like I can notice some differences, but I would just try to convince them as much as I possibly could that like I was paying the most attention to like my solution going onto their skin. And that was true. Like that was what yeah, I was Yeah, you're a professional. To. You're not like, right. obviously you're not blind, but like right. being professional, you're acting totally. Yeah. So I wouldn't be like, oh, like you're, you're butt looks amazing what what workouts do you do because then it's like okay you're looking at my body so I would just be like no I'm like looking at your I'm just looking at where my solution is going that's it um yeah and then I would also like try to come up with certain things to talk about if like let's say they had tattoos that is one thing I would comment on like oh you have a tattoo only though if it were on like their ankles wrist somewhere that's not like a weird body part so if it's on like your rib cage I wouldn't talk about a tattoo we're kind of getting on a tangent here but I would only talk about tattoos if they were on like a body part that you show all the time mm-hmm. um and then I would say like the main thing like I said is just like make sure your timing is good for when you're available make people feel really comfortable like word of mouth networking worked really really well for me in college I'm sure it's a little different with like coronavirus right now um but like get the word out somehow price accordingly and then I would say just like try to literally like give the best spray tans like that's seriously how I had like my business because like I just actually gave like the best spray tans you could literally find like anywhere because I'm a spray tan guru and so people just come to me but they also I do believe most of them like liked me because I could like hold a conversation and like we kind of ended up being like friends 
a lot of them. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, but yeah, if you guys have any questions, probably DM me, but also obviously yeah. Jennifer, also our real or fake underscore pod TikTok on right. Instagram and give us a rating and review. Yes, Apple please. Podcasts, Thank you so Spotify, much. Spotify, SoundCloud. Those yes. are our platforms that we're on. Rate, subscribe, tell your friends. We appreciate everything. Yeah, also, shout out to my dad who listens. I love you, dad. Shout out. Shout out, Dr. Vickery. We love that. That's so great. Yeah, thank you guys so much again for the support. Yeah, and you're welcome for your therapy session. session yeah, thank you, Kylie, for my therapy session. Seriously, that actually helped so much. I'm like shocked. <laughs> All these things I'm discovering about myself. And I guess the last thing I want to say is that if you guys want to kind of follow along with what we're going to be talking about, potentially the next few episodes, which will be about why men love bitches, probably. Yeah. Um, you guys can buy a copy off of Amazon. I would recommend buying it sooner rather than later because they are sold out. It took me like a week to get it, even with my Prime membership. Damn. So definitely, yeah, so definitely buy it now. Um, and you can follow along with me and Jennifer. We yeah. can do a little virtual book club. Yeah, wait. Well, thanks for calling. I know it's late in the central time zone. Eh, it's all good. All right. Okay. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Lately, I've been looking more inside. You hit me when you're sipping. You only can.